Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Tahiti win the Oceania Beach Soccer Nations Cup. Fiji announced their team for the Nepal World Cup. And Manu Samoa unveiled their squad for the Pacific Nations Cup. But first, the chair of the Tonga Advisory Council says it's exploitation that Tongan fans continue to bring huge profits to New Zealand Rugby League, while Tonga's National Rugby League walk away with nothing. Last weekend, Mate Ma'a Tonga fans packed out Mount Smart Stadium once again, but the team are now left in need of sponsorship to continue playing in the Oceania Cup. Melino Marcus says Tonga's NRL currently only have enough funding to pay for half of their two-week preparation period for when they'll be training in New Zealand before their next game in October. Mr Marcus has been working to coordinate permanent sponsorship for the team, which he told Indira Stewart is desperately needed. There's a lot of requirement for bringing the team together. For example, in October, September and October, Mexico's, the team need to be here two weeks before the match in, in order for them to be there. But the arrangement, their, their costs are picked up uh, only for a week before the match. So the other week that Mati Matonga have to find some resources for, for their costs. So that's why um, sponsorship is critical. The team has had sponsorship come on with each match that they've played. But you, you say that needs to be a long-term sponsor. Absolutely, because you need stability. It's important from the commercial, from a community and from a team perspective to have a, a secure and long-term sponsor in order for the team to function properly and also to just to take the worries from the team management and, and the players. So we wanted to look for a, a sponsor in order to just to take away that, that worry and not only for the team management but also for the Tongan Rugby League, so that uh, Marima Tonga fans are sure that um, their team are, are taken care of. You know? How is the team currently funded? From my understanding, they, they at the mercy of um, their uh, sponsor, so some of the match-by-match match sponsor they currently have, and whatever is given to, to them by the, uh, the NRL and uh, New Zealand Rugby League. But I, I just think basically it's fundamental, flawed, because Marima Tonga is a, is a team and, and, and they also bring the fans with them. If you look around the, you know, the rugby league and, and rugby in general, there is a, a huge decline of, from the gates. And what I just, I noticed, they use both a rugby league and a rugby union, they use the, the tier system to discriminate against the, the smaller Pacific Island countries' teams. And I think that we are now in an era of we actually uh, fight for women's rights and fair pay in sports, and, and we need to, to pay special attention to, to fair pay for, for a team like Matematonga because they bring, the, you know, for the, all the, the games they play, they draw a, a huge crowd, 
and they make those matches uh, viable. Every time Tonga comes to New Zealand to play, the the fans fill up the stadium. They always talk about the sea of red. Uh, you know, the majority of that stadium is filled with the Tongan fans, and NZRL will obviously make the profit from all those ticket sales, and nothing goes to Tonga. Is that correct? This this is my understanding. We already uh, know what happened with the last year's taken. The money they generate from there was helped to subsidise the New Zealand Rugby League and Australian game was held a week prior to, the, to that uh, Australian and Matonga game. So what, what you're saying is uh, the profits that were made from the MMT game versus the Kangaroos last year helped to subsidise the loss of the week, the previous week's game between the Kiwis and the Aussies. Oh, absolutely. But they use they use a, a threatening tactic and they say, if you are not agree to this, Australia is not going to play Tonga. Who um, used that tactic, the NZRL? NRL and, yeah. and, and also uh, NZRL. But the, the former uh, chair said to me that Tonga didn't get anything from the from that game. But the the narrative was used if Tonga was going to ask for anything, Australia not going to play. So you, you, you can see... Do you the, think that's uh, bullying? Absolutely. You know, and I think that we we shouldn't be having that that type of bullying in, in, in sport at that level, because rugby league is need matonga in order to to get the crowd at the game. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's a commercial decision. Do you feel that the team is being exploited? Absolutely. What did you make of last week's game? I th- I think first um, I want to congratulate the Kiwi for their win. They deserve to win. Yeah. I think that we start discussing with potential sponsor, and I think it's critical from between now and then is to to satisfy the what the potential sponsor are looking for, and also what the benefits for Matematon. That's the chair of the Tonga Advisory Council, Melino Marker, speaking with Indira Stewart. Tahiti have qualified for another Beach Soccer World Cup after beating Solomon Islands 4-3 in a hard-fought Oceania final in Papete. The hosts went behind late in the second period before two quick-fire goals put them in control of the match. The Tikitoa coach, Naya Bennett, says it's a big achievement. It was very important for us because, as you said, since uh, 2011, we didn't... uh participate in this uh, competition so it was very good for us to to be back again in the competition and to win it uh, at home so we are very happy of that and of course this qualifies you once again for the world cup i think the fifth consecutive time so how much time together will the team have and and how much preparation uh we have uh, maybe five months it's a lot and it's not enough in the same time uh, because uh, now we are qualify for uh, next step, uh, next level. So we need to have a, a good preparation uh, to be ready for the World Cup in Paraguay. Tahiti obviously have come second at the last two World Cups. Do you, do you believe with the squad you have at the moment that, that you're capable of, of being right up there again? It's hard to answer this, this question. But I think the, the first thing we have to focus is on our preparation. And then uh, I think the first step is to be qualified for the in the first uh, round. 
we qualify for the quarterfinal, it will be it will be already good for for us and for this new team. And obviously, the Oceania tournament, first time in six years, it had been held. Solomon Islands won the previous one. Now they took you very close in the final, five goals to four, a very tough match. Um, you know, how? What, what do you think of the standard in in the Oceania region at the moment, and and how close are Solomon's? Do you think to to being a team at the World Cup? No, as I said, we are happy to to play again, uh, again against Solomon and Vanuatu and New Caledonia. Uh, we already knew that Salomon was a very good team because uh, we don't forget that they, they were before us uh, qualify maybe for fourth time or five time for the World Cup. So we did. We wasn't surprised of the the prestation they they give on, on the final. And it's good for Oceania to have uh, teams who have good level uh, to to make uh, the. Level improve for every country in the Oceania. Do you think maybe Oceania deserves two places in the World Cup? Yes, as you see, Salomon. Yes, of course. But I think Oceania should ask for a second mm. place for Oceania. That's the Tahiti beach soccer coach Naya Bennett. Fiji have named a youthful squad to contest next month's Netball World Cup in Liverpool, with just two players having featured at the last event four years ago. Captain Una Rauluni and Epasake Kahatoka are the only survivors from the 2015 tournament, while half of the 12-strong squad have played fewer than five tests. Pearl's coach Vicky Wilson says they've had an excellent preparation over the last couple of months. Yeah, the beauty of going to Singapore for the Test Series and Darwin for the Arafura Games, it allowed us to expose the entire squad and gave everyone an opportunity to get out in court and demonstrate what they could do. And then it was a matter of trying to pick the right mix of players. So it, it was wonderful preparation. And then plus being able to bring the, uh, the the group of 15 to Brisbane for a three-week training camp and then here to Auckland. So it's been progressive every every week. We've taken you know small steps forward, but it's been just a great preparation for us as we head towards Liverpool. And is it fair to say that if, with all the matches you've played over the last few months, that, that these are possibly some of the hardest ones? You've got the New Zealand men's team, obviously, uh, this evening, and then the All-Stars team, which is a whole bunch of players probably still uh, annoyed that they didn't make the Silver Ferns team and wanting to prove a point. And, and then, of course, the Silver Ferns team themselves that will be going to the World Cup. So uh, exactly what you probably need. Well, it's, it's going to be very, very tough, and we're under no illusions about that. So a, a huge step up from what we were playing against in Brisbane, and we know that the, the men's team will be uh, physically stronger, as <laughs> you know, males versus females, and they'll play a, a very different style of game. But we're just looking forward to the, you know, the hard co- contest and you know, being able to come around a, a body, and we just have to play a little bit smarter and, and try and control the ball more. And our decision-making skills will really come into the play, particularly in our forward line. It's really, it will be very tough defensively to be able to get ball off them, but uh, you can only do what you can do. So we're just looking for um, that effort and making sure that we we keep control of the ball whenever we get that that gain because it will be uh, there won't be too many gains that we get off them and then of course against the all-stars as you said they always have a point to prove i remember when australia used to pick uh, the australia a side 
and uh, we played a test series against them prior to going away, I think, to Birmingham in 95, and we lost the series 3-0. <laughs> they came out and just whopped us. It wasn't just by one or two goals. So it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, the All-Stars up against up against the Ferns because it will be a great battle. It will be a great contest. But for us, again, it's all about the opportunity for that for that match play, getting ready for getting ready for the uh, Liverpool because we are ranked number 13 in the world and the, the Ferns are ranked two, so highly re- regard uh, the way they play and we know it's going to be a huge step. In terms of the men's team, uh, they play the Silver Ferns uh, sporadically and I guess generally it's not quite as high profile, it's not as public as it is uh, ahead of a World Cup like this. Um, is it something your players or, or even yourself when you were with Australia, have you ever played against men's sides like that? Um, and have, have, have your players uh, c- come up against that in Fiji at all? Uh, you know, throughout over the course of the last 30 years, we've always played it against me- the men's teams and it's given some really terrific competition. But tonight is very, very different because it's their opportunity to, for, um, for them to showcase their game. And uh, so I imagine they're going in with very different goals than what we're going in uh, with. So, um, you know, normally it's behind closed doors and, you know, the game's not televised. But now the game is televised and it's going out live on Facebook feed. So it's it's very different. And uh, I'm just looking forward to a a strong game, a hard game and a clean game. And of course we are just, uh, you know, days, weeks away from this World Cup in Liverpool, which is what everyone's been striving towards for such a long period of time. Uh, there, there must be a lot of excitement uh, in the camp, both as a coach and, and with your squad, uh, as, you, as you count down these uh, these final moments. Well, it, the World Cup's our pinnacle event, and not too many people get to play in a, in a World Cup. So for any athlete who is selected in a team to represent their country, it's it's just a wonderful moment, not only for them, but for their family. So for all of us involved with the Pearls, the girls are, are very much looking forward to getting over to the World Cup. It's exciting times and they know that they have to do a lot of hard work and it's going to be tough. And if it was easy, you know, everyone would be able to go. But, you know, there's only 16 teams and um, all I'm just asking for the girls is they just keep trying and keep working hard and looking to, for that improvement with every game. And so obviously with all the matches that you've had over the last you know, couple of months or so, the original 15-person uh, uh, squad obviously would have you know, played for the country at various points. So d- how many of your squad, for my ignorance, how, how many of them uh, have been to a World Cup previously? So it's a very inexperienced line, our World Cup line. In fact, five of the players are eligible for World Youth Cup in 2021. Uh, I've, we've only got two players who went to the 2015 World Cup and uh, Episaka Kartoka and Una Raluni. Una was injured, and uh, I think she only was on the team list for two games and, and didn't play. So it's a very, very inexperienced line compared to other countries. But uh, looking for, for uh, looking towards the future, all bears well for Fiji under 21 in, in 2021. That's Fiji Nepal coach Vicky Wilson. Eight new caps have been included in the Manu Samoa rugby squad to contest next month's Pacific Nations Cup. Head coach Steve Jackson says while it's not the strongest team he could have selected, the 33 players will all have a chance to push their case for World Cup selection. Um, there's obviously some visible people that aren't uh, named in this PNC squad, you know, which will be available for the World Cup. But it was a decision made by the coaches and that for us to make sure that you know, when we go to Rugby World Cup, we, we know that we've got 
40 plus players you know that can play at international level um, and will be ready for rugby world cup so uh, hence the reason why this is just a pnc squad you know there are players you know in this team that know and that will be coming to this tournament knowing that they'll be um, fighting out for a position with um, someone else so again we're giving these guys an opportunity to perform in the, uh, in the pnc and then depending on how they uh how they go um, will determine selection for rugby world cup just to answer your question, we need to ask some, some players that won't be playing in the PNC that are available for the Rugby World Cup. The names that aren't there, were they unavailable because of injury or club commitments or was it because you wanted to give those other <laughs> players a chance? <laughs> they were available. Um, you know, as I've probably um, spoken about before, there's, you know, there's a couple of, um, that weren't um, available due to club commitments. You know, but apart from that, um, everyone else that is available to us will be um, in line for selection for Rugby World Cup. Are any of those the, the sort of players people have in the back of their mind that, you know, that have dual eligibility that uh, have yet to play for the Manu or, or are these just players that have been important Manu players in the past that that, that, that aren't currently there right now? <laughs> good question, Vinny. I'll give you a good answer. No, look, to be honest, we're looking at um, players, you know, not only just um, that have been in the Manu before but players that we'd like to obviously play for the money so and you know, again, you know, there's certain players that have to make decisions around um, you know, because they are dual eligibility and um and again we've uh, made contact uh, with, a, with a few players in regards to that. But again, it's just you know, we don't have to name a, a rugby or cup squad until I think it's September the third. Um so we've still got plenty of time for for some of the players that we've communicated to that, you know, we'd like to have them on board. But again, it's really important that um, you know, we have depth within our squad, you know, and sometimes you can't rely on those players. Last hour, they may or may not be involved with the money. So we've cast down that far and wide, mate, just to answer your question. And, you know, we're trying to look at as many people to make themselves available for money somewhere. Yeah, and so step one, of course, is that Pacific Nations Cup, which kicks off on the 27th of July against Tonga and uh, USA and, and Fiji after that. And, and then I guess you've got the game uh, in Auckland, uh, against the Heartland 15 as well a few weeks later. Um, it, it's all coming up pretty quick now. Yeah, it is, mate. Like, you know, I, was, I sit here talking to you, and I think we're only three weeks away before we come together and camp at Auckland, um, you know, which is an exciting time because it's been a long period since November last year, you know, um, obviously trying to put this team together and then look at players that, you know, um, that are available for Rugby World Cup and we'll get through the PNC um, and then you'll probably see the, the squad that's announced for the New Zealand Divisional 15 and then obviously the Australian test will be just about our Rugby World Cup squad. So, you know, that'll give you an indication of sort of where we're heading. So from the, the 33 that you've named for the PNC, uh, uh, there's a few new faces in there. How, how many of them are uncapped? I think there's uh, eight or nine. Uh, just off the top of my head, uh, Vinny, um, there'll be you know, eight or nine new debutants, three uh, island-based players that played in uh, the Super 9. They've made the squad, and, and obviously two of them played for Money Star Miles Sims as well. We're just saying that you know, if you play Super 9, it's a great competition, and I've watched it over the last couple of weeks, and the semi and in the final, and then previously, you know, a um, couple of round robin fixtures as well, and the quality of rugby over here in that Super 9 competition's um, quite outstanding. I think I've probably one of the better finals I've seen for a long, long time in terms of club that I've witnessed on the weekend, and out of the semi-finals, you know, we picked up a tight head prop from Alofanga Sal, who's only 21, and, you know, he's got a bright future in the game, and, you know, we can always look at New Zealand and Australia and other uh, clubs and that, etc., around the world, but 
I think we've got the same sort of quality player here, and it's just about us now as the coaches and management group, giving them the tools to make it be as good as they possibly can be, um, not only in PNC, um, but Rugby World Cup and, and then beyond. That's Samoa rugby coach Steve Jackson, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Finney Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.